We have literally never seen better football than the divisional round. So let's pray, everyone, that conference championship weekend is just as good. Tune into this latest episode of Real Football Fans of New Jersey and fill up those wine glasses, people. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Real football fans of New Jersey here. Thank you if you are joining us live. Uh, this is a special episode, actually, because tonight is the official countdown. The official. This is episode 190. So, you know, every week we're going to keep reminding you that we're getting that much closer, but this is like the final 10 countdowns. So, we are so, so close. And I, I got so close yet so far. When you I know, because it's like 10 weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> yeah. But um, 190, can't believe it. Amazing. We have such a great show for you tonight. Oh my God. We're going to be talking about the crazy playoffs that playoff games that we saw last week. We're gonna still sample. still sweating, honestly. We were just talking about I'm still yeah. sweating. <laughs> we're going to sample and preview potentially what we could see this weekend. We got a lot of good um, housewife stories for you. We're getting psyched. We're getting pumped because the premiere of New Jersey is coming. So lots of good things to talk about tonight. But thank you again for joining us. We did pull you this week on our social media outlets. And we have three interesting questions two NFL, one is housewives. And it's all about, it's kind of a theme almost like a people who are coming and going. Right. And I didn't realize that until yeah. now, but there is a theme to these three questions. So the first one, now that Mr. Aaron Rodgers has been booted from the playoffs, the first question is, will Aaron Rodgers play for the Green Bay Packers next season? Um, obviously that was like a big question going into this past season. So this surprised me a little bit. 90% of you said, no, he will not be a Green Bay Packer next season. Maybe he'll retire. Maybe he'll be with another team. Kate, what did you say on this? I agreed with the 90%. Uh, I, I said no as well. Um, we spoke about this a couple of weeks back because one of our questions was regarding retirement. Like, will he retire? Right. Um, and my response to that is no. I actually don't think he's going to retire, but I think he's going to give us this, like like he did with us this past season. He's going to toy with us in the right. offseason. I actually think, though, the toying is going to take it a step further, though, and I do actually think he's going to move on um, in another direction. We heard from him after the game uh, this past weekend that he believes that the Packers are going in a direction of... Of rebuilding and kind of like looking, you know, for which I don't, I don't, I don't get. Okay, um, why did somebody use the word rebuilding when you make the playoffs every year. I know. When you were the number one seed in the NFC, when you were arguably the best team in the regular season, right? Aaron Rodgers, come to the New York Giants, and we'll teach you about rebuilding. Sweetheart. Yeah, I know, I know. So yes, yeah, so a bit about. I know. And, 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 and like, so that's his comment. And he said, like, basically he doesn't know if he sees himself on a team that's going to do that. So, but like, I look around the NFL, there's only like a handful that aren't rebuilding. So, right. um, but for me, and like, it's, it's funny that like, you know, 
like you getting so upset at that comment because I thought it was eye rolling too. And like now you have Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying like people were rooting against the Packers and me because of like the vaccine thing that I did. And I was like, no, like Aaron Rodgers, like everyone like you, no one likes you regardless of that. Like Katie and I, like we've been talking shit about you for four years. Like COVID wasn't a thing four years ago. 190 episodes. Yeah. Like like, literally like COVID hasn't been around for a hundred. Like you've been like doing weird shit your entire career. And like, we just don't think you're, you know, a classy player. We don't think you're a good leader. We don't, you know, in the Packers kind of, we question why your fan base rallies behind you so much. So, um, yeah. So I, again, just silly, silly stuff there, but what, what do you think on this one? Well, I think this is hilarious that <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> I am one of the lone soldiers that went yes lone on wolf. this one. So yeah. um, you did bring up the fact that, uh, we talked about would Aaron Rodgers, if he won the Super Bowl, would he retire after the season? And I thought that he would, but here we are. And, he didn't even make it to the NFC uh, Conference Championship game. So right. this is a new story now. I don't think that he's going to end his career on this note. So I do think that he will play. And honestly, like, maybe it goes to what you were talking about. Like, there aren't a lot of teams in the NFL that aren't, like, there's only a couple that are really good that aren't going to be in a rebuilding mode. Right. Um, I feel like one of the random teams I've been sort of like seeing pop up that he could go to is maybe like the Denver Broncos. I saw that. I, I mean, really? I, I don't know. Like, does he really think that if he goes to the Denver Broncos, he has a better shot at winning a Super Bowl with them than he does in Green Bay? Yeah. I'm not understanding this. So does he have like a weird like Peyton Manning like fantasy where he can just like do the same thing as Peyton did? Like I don't think so. I don't know. But like to me, as much as he likes to like stir the pot and create this unnecessary drama and pretend like he's so miserable and so unhappy, and greedy, he, oh, that's that's the problem. Me, like, put your ego and your pride aside, and if you do that, you will understand that staying in Green Bay is your best shot to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, like I just, so, I don't. It's... I'm going to say that he he will stay there because he has to just own that and recognize that. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, like what we saw this past like weekend, though, with these teams and a lot of them definitely did showcase this. You know, we saw incredible like athleticism this weekend. And I think a lot of them did showcase this like up and down throughout the season. If Green Bay is facing any of these guys next year in the regular season and they play half as well as they did this past weekend, Green Bay does have a lot to look out for and be a little bit scared in the regular season next year. So that's that's all I have to say about that. All right, well, question number two. Um, this is another guy who has been booted from the playoffs. Um, I know not, Thank many, God. not many people expected this. <laughs> we, don't, we usually don't say this sentence, Tom Brady being booted from the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> but the question is, will Tom Brady retire? Because I know um, a lot of reporters are kind of asking that, wondering that. He's made comments that he needs to discuss it with his family. It's, it has to be a family decision. Right. Um. But we polled you guys. Will he retire? 67% of you said no. Kate, what did you say? No, I don't think he's done. No, no, no. I said no as well. I just feel like that would be a really weird way for him to go out. Like, I feel almost like it's Tom Brady. Right. So if you're going to. He's got to win. You have to know when you're going in your final. Right. Season. You almost have to kind of like tell everybody about it. So right. This is like your final ride. Like there's no way it's just quietly ending like this when 
there were no talks about that throughout the season. So right. And really, really weird to have somebody of that stature, the greatest NFL player of all time, just end like that it, in such a strange fashion. I don't know. Yeah. And if he goes out quietly, I can definitely see him like returning again, which is so I, I roll all the time when people retire and come back. It's very annoying. Um, and he would be a very annoying person doing it. Um, but I can almost like definitely see that. Like, not that like he's going to like shout from the rooftops that he's retiring, but guys, like it's Tom Brady. Like you said, this yeah. can't just be like a, a quiet exit. Right. Like, people right. like need it's to like know. You knew like Drew Brees, you knew about Big Ben. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't talked about that at all. And you right. can't just randomly just do it. Vanish. Yeah. So, um, and then the last question, uh, which is interesting because we'll kind of talk about this a little bit later with the housewives, but would you be happy if Miss Jill Zarin made a return, a full-time return to Roni? 63% of you said no. Hi. Hi. The Hi. Jewish, the Jewish curvy, like Katie and I like to call her. Um, you have to know, l- listen to her on Housewives and listen to Curvy go, hi. Oh, it's the same. I thing. have too long of arms to do the curvy. So Hi. Like, Hi. <laughs> um, I, I, I said no. Um, and because uh, again, she's very annoying in my opinion. Um, she did see my uh, Instagram poll though, mm-hmm. and she liked it. She literally liked my because yeah. I tagged her in it, but she didn't vote. Like, come on. Like, uh, I was just telling someone the other day because I, I did the Antonio Brown like shit got crazy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, TBT to the time where we made a poll. We were like, yeah. is he, this was like two years ago. He people resp- didn't just like it. Like he responded. He responded and was like, is he coming back to the NFL? And he wrote no, like he responded yeah. no to us. So we like insider info, like we literally, and now he's back and now he's gone. Like people, like we have the insider. So like, I, I was hoping she voted on it. Cause then obviously she would see that all of my votes were no clearly you yeah. had some yeses and i know we had some yeses on twitter too but I, so she would have been so mad to see that everyone was yeah no. yeah i said no i'm not a big fan of jill and no. uh, i just think her return would be unnecessary i think we've talked about that they do need to bring like have some returning yeah. women come back i don't put her on that list of one of them no, 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 no. All right. Well, thank you guys for that interaction and your votes on our polls. We are live. Kate, if you want to tell them how they can interact while we are going with the show. Absolutely. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter. I just saw the tweets. We got a ton of people watching over on the Twitter. We got some on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thank you guys. On Twitter, if you do want to engage with us, you have to reply to the actual tweet. I can't see what you guys are saying to us. Um, If you do it on the stream, I apologize. If you do, if that's too hard for you to tweet back at us, you can go to YouTube and engage with us that way. Um, But listen, send us questions, comments throughout the show. We'd be happy to answer anything, happy to respond to comments comments. We just uh, went over poll, you know, questions, you know, tell us your responses to those. Love, love to engage with you guys throughout the show. Um, but yeah, you can always do that live with us if you are watching right now. Uh, so let's move into our big stories of the week for football. So our first one, I guess it was interesting because there was definitely some like rumors swirling around and like, I didn't fully believe this, but it has come true that Sean Payton is stepping down as Saints head coach. So yesterday Ian Rappaport tweeted, excuse me, reported, well, he didn't 
tweet it technically, uh, but he did report that Sean Payton was stepping down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Payton is 58 years old. He is leaving New Orleans with an overall regular season record of 152 and 89. It's a really um, impressive record. It really is. Like, I look at that and like just grin like, wow, must be <laughs> very yeah. nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful record. Um, a postseason record of nine and eight and one Super Bowl win within his 15 seasons. Um, and then also two, just to add on to this great, great list of things. He was coach of the year in 2006. So honestly, like, you know, just before we get into it, just like major props to that, like everything we yeah. just read off there is very, very impressive. Like obviously very well-known name and just kind of, you know, um, personality within the football football area. Um, one of the older, so I think Pete Carroll right now is the oldest coach. Um, so I think he, he might've been. doesn't sound that old to me. It doesn't. So he was right up there though. Um, but yeah, honestly, like so great. So again, yeah. previous rumors that Peyton would go into TV. Um, so I think that was like one of the biggest rumors I've heard over the past couple mm -hmm. of weeks. And that's to do with like, Amazon, I think like they're striking a deal at the NFL. So like there's things like there's rumors coming around around that. Um, so again, so yes, yeah, so going into TV, um, he um excuse me, confirmed that he's had opportunities, spoken to Drew Brees about it, and that he would be interested in going in that route. And I gotta say, I do like Drew Brees behind the camera. I think he's done a great job this past year. So hey, maybe they'll team up. That might be a cool thing to to watch. Cool. Definitely. Um, they always had a great relationship, a great career, both of them together. So it would be definitely cool to see them uh, back yeah. together again. Um, Rappaport also reported that New Orleans defensive coordinator Dennis Allen is considering, excuse uh, me, considering, oh my God, wow, I can't speak tonight. He's being considered the leading candidate to replace Sean Bayon, but that Detroit's defensive coordinator Allen Glenn is also expected to interview. Um, despite rumors that he might, you know, go coach elsewhere, uh, Payton said that his plan is not to be coaching in 2022. So, so let me um, get controversial here and speculate. Come to the Giants? I'm kidding. Well, those are I loved all those tweets about because obviously Payton does have a pass with the Giants. Yeah. So, I felt like he was really miserable this season. I, I can agree that, you yep. know, he, like we just talked about his amazing resume and his, like most of the majority of his time with Mr. Drew Brees and always winning and always being a playoff right. team year after year after year. This was a really hard season for him. Um, you know, replacing Drew Brees with Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston going down with a major injury mm -hmm. um, and obviously not making it to the postseason. It was unfamiliar territory for Sean Payton. And we heard the rumblings throughout the season that he was unhappy. So I'm not surprised that him, that he is parting ways with New Orleans. However, like the word reti like retirement is being thrown around here. And I do believe him when he says he's not going to coach next year. Right. But I also feel like that was just an easy out so that things weren't ugly between him and the Saints. And he didn't seem like he was being disrespectful or not like appreciative of his time there. I think he's going to retire for like a season or two. I will not be surprised to see Sean Payton come back for a team he wants to coach for um, 
literally in the next season or two, honestly. Well, those are like the, those are the context clues. I'm pulling out like a, a, a phrase from college, high school, middle school, the context clues. people. You got to look at, you know, everything around you. So like you said, he's stepping down. The word retirement has right. not been thrown out there yet. What we have seen is that I've he's, seen certain articles. Right. Like, so we've seen broadcasting, we've seen, you know, you know, not looking to coach in 2022. Um, like what you had said, though, if he, in my opinion, to agree with you, if he was actually retiring from coaching, that would have been it. He goes to the Saints and it's like, all right, you know what, I, I, I'm done with this, I'm, I'm going to retire. They send him off in all his glory, they're still going to send him, they're down in New Orleans, of course, they're going to send him off in all of his glory. Clearly, we just read to you as to why they should anyway um so but i think that if he was actually st- like done for good it would have been a retirement i 100 agree with you i don't think it's going to be this season i say a year or two let's see he will yeah. come back as a coach maybe he'll go to college who knows maybe he'll go to another team in the nfl he is not done coaching in yeah. my opinion so i just I, think I, he yeah. just didn't want bad blood he didn't want to end on bad right. terms with an organization that i'm sure he's super appreciative of absolutely and has so much love for but he was very. It was clear that he was unhappy this season, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm telling well, you, can't you, deny that. Give it, give it like one off season, and in 2023 we can see Sean Payton be the head coach of another franchise. Ooh, well, let's 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 wait till this pass this next Hot season. Take. But Hot let's do like a next like as we go into the 2022 season. Let's like predict where we'll see him next year. Like. Yep. Who could we see? Because we have to see, like, because there's still head coaches that spots that need to be filled. Obviously, the Giants still have to. So let's see where everyone lands for 2022. Yeah. And then let's, in, like, September, predict if we'll see him somewhere in 2023. That'll be fun. It'll be interesting. But um, speaking of interesting, more so exciting, let's talk about the divisional round. This oh, I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about this for the rest of our it lives. It might've been the best divisional round in the history of football. And obviously I can't speak from before I was born or when I was like a little kid, but I, in reading like other articles, um, it, it feels as though everybody, everybody. Even like of- the players coming out and saying things. And it's like, they're the ones doing the dirty work every day. They're the guys playing every single day. So just to like easily put it into perspective of like the receipts of why it could be the best, all four divisional round games this past weekend were won with either no time remaining in regulation or no time remaining in overtime. Uh, The most such finish finishes an entire postseason in NFL history was that. Um, And the games were decided by a combined total of 15 points for an average margin of 3.8 points per game, the lowest average margin of victory in NFL playoff history in a round with at least four games. I love it. So, I mean, when we had six games in wildcard weekend and we were just reaching for any of them to be good, we had like one and a half good games, I'd say. Yeah. These, we begged. We begged after Wild Card uh, Weekend, please deliver. Please give us good games for the love of God. And this is more than we could have ever asked for or ever expected. So hats the football off. Football gods, listen, they did. Hats I think we all these teams, the losing yeah. teams as well, because they played a hell of a game, all of them. And they gave the people a great show. So it was the best weekend ever oh, to be a football God. fan. 
I want to go back. I just want to like rewind. I want to go it, back. it was honestly, you can rewatch some of these games because they were that dramatic and, and exciting and yeah. edge of your seat entertainment. I so. definitely do fear that this weekend, the Super Bowl like won't live up to it. And I'm just yeah. like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, I wish yeah. like one of the games from the, I wish like, one of these past like games was the, honestly, was the Super Bowl. It was, like, it was a shame. I think that Kansas City and Buffalo just so happened to match up in the divisional in round. That, yeah. Because I would have loved to see that VDA championship game. My God. Or um, like just throw out the rules of the Super Bowl and get those two in the Super Bowl <laughs> right, together. Right. Two <laughs> teams. We just don't care. Just do it. F it. F it. Um, but let's let's break down these games. Uh starting with Cincinnati and Tennessee. This was a four seed versus a one seed. A late interception by Ryan Tannehill, who definitely did not have his best game. And then, of course, a nice deep pass from Mr. Joe Burrow <laughs> to his boy, Jamar Chase. Oh, God. Um, set them up for an Evan McPherson 52-yard game-winning field goal. Not a chip shot by any means. No. Uh, helped Cincinnati upset number one seed, Tennessee, 19-16. to 16. Love that uh, little tidbit that. that Joe Burrow gave in his press conference saying that Evan McPherson – was trotting out to the field to go kick, and he was like, "Guess we're going to the AFC Championship." Could you imagine if he missed it though? I that know, little shit. Know, like exactly what my husband said, but I was like, "No, no." At that point, you got cojones, and you're that like, is like some. You know, you're about to rock this shit, and like you feel it, and when you feel it, like, oh god, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. What a way to kick off. What a way to kick off, one off of these, the weekend. One of these though. great young kickers in the league. He's I think he's gonna be a hot pick in fantasy football next year. After after that comment, maybe right? I don't know. He might have to he's got the confidence. Um, okay. This was I think the biggest upset by far. Um no, I I didn't see anybody taking San Fran to win this game, no. but sure enough, the San Francisco 49ers. Even watching the game, you didn't think that at any point they were going to win. But they rallied with a blocked punt late in the game. Also, earlier in the game, they had a blocked mm -hmm. kick. So special teams winning it for the 49ers. My God. Um, so they got that blocked punt late in the game. And then Robbie Gould kicked the game-winning 45-yard field goal to upset also the number one seeded Green Bay Packers 13-10. to 10. Green Bay... The fact that Green Bay only had a 7-0 lead in the first half, Caitlin and I were texting each other being like, it's like a miracle right there for the 49ers because it felt like 28 nothing. Like, I know. It was – Green Bay had control the entire way. But honestly, I said special teams, but hats off to the San Francisco 49ers defense as well because yeah. Aaron Rodgers and that offense to 10 points is another incredible victory. So mm -hmm. it was a well-earned win, honestly. Absolutely fight till the very end and all fast. I know we talk a lot about offense, defense. It's all facets of the game. Your yep. special teams can, can win you a playoff game. Um, all right. The Rams and Tampa Bay. This one looked like it was going to get, it, it was ugly. Okay. It was. The Rams led 27 to three. But if, if you're going to have that kind of lead on anybody, <laughs> and it means jack shit. It, it, you're not safe with a lead like that over no so i never had i like never no. had like doubt or like, not doubt i never like had confidence that the game was going to end that way like, the man never. has done it in a super bowl so yeah this is no no big deal so yeah 
Tom Brady and company tied the game with 42 seconds remaining, but you left 42 seconds on the clock. So Mr. Matthew Stafford hit his man Cooper Cup for a deep pass that set up Matt Gay to kick a 30-yard game-winning field goal to win. What a pass to Cooper Cup and what a catch by Cooper Cup. That was just like, that was one of the biggest moments of the weekend for me, just watching that. Like I, you know. Cooper Cup just out here breaking everybody's heart this season. So if you are playing the Rams or if you are playing him in fantasy football, he is just making people miserable. Yeah, literally. And, and that's, I, I love it. I'm saying that as a compliment to yeah. him. Yeah. Talk to him. I, yeah. uh, this is a pretty insane, special, special season that we have seen from a wide receiver in the NFL. One of the Absolutely. best that, I, that I've seen. So only fitting that he would help them uh, set up that final game winning field goal. They saved the best for last baby. God, I'm still like a good one. But again, we could have never in a million years. It was straight out of a movie. My jaw was dropping the entire time. I was screaming. I don't have a horse in the race. I no. was screaming play after play. Yeah. Um, Kansas City and Buffalo. So Kansas City and Buffalo's offenses combined for 25 points in the final two minutes, two minutes. of regulation. Two minutes. <laughs> it was you just can't do that in an entire football game. They no, we we literally didn't score a touchdown in like four games. So no. like uh, five <laughs> points going back and back and back and forth. This was the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen show that I just never wanted to see. And that, like you no. said, let's throw two AFC teams in the Super Bowl. I want to see that. I want to see it again. I don't want to wait until next season. Like I'm being selfish in this you know, matter. Okay, like so here's the thing, you know how they always, um, do the season opener the, with the reigning Super Bowl champion. Yeah. They should do this. You got to hope that Kansas City wins then. And then if they do, they're playing Buffalo week one. Like, 100%. give the people what they want. Give We want it. We want it now. So, um, those 25 points in the last two minutes of regulation included uh, Patrick Mahomes forcing overtime with just 13 seconds left. In I wasn't ready. So, talk about, like, giving, you know, giving Matthew Stafford 42 seconds. You give Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. Like the Bills, not like the Bills won that game with 13. Yeah, 13 I was like, seconds. And 13. They did it. And the thing they is, like, it. you're watching that game and you see 13 seconds on the clock and you still feel okay about it. At least I did. I'm like, it's not over. Like it's I just, knew it wasn't over, but I was very confident that the Bills won that game. I don't know. Like, I, I was. I really felt confident, but I felt very cool, calm, and collected that it could still – go anyway i just uh, it was a lot it was um, a lot <laughs> so here's here's the here's the worst part though um like obviously overtime rules which now everybody like you know is obviously coming out and being very vocal we've we've been vocal about it before yeah. um but colleges college football is different than the nfl in the nfl uh in college both teams will get a chance to possess the ball on offense yep in the NFL, a team could end it, uh, win the toss, and end it on the first possession if they score a touchdown. If they mm -hmm. if they do a field goal, if they kick a field goal, the other team gets to come on and try to match that or beat that. Um, so the worst part is you're seeing all this go down, and I'm watching it with my husband, and I'm basically saying whoever wins this coin toss yes. is winning this game yeah. because 
whether it's Josh Allen, like he's going to get in there and he's going to score a touchdown, or if it's Patrick Mahomes, he's getting in there and he's scoring a touchdown. Well, Kansas City wins the coin toss and, of course, ends the game on the first possession with a touchdown pass to Mr. Travis Kelsey to beat Buffalo 42-36. to You don't like to see it end that way. You, I just – you kind of knew it was going to happen. Right. And you, you hate to see that because Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills didn't deserve that. I mean, I guess their defense deserved it. Both defenses played like shit. Well, that's the biggest um, argument, like, for the overtime rule. Like, oh, like, we'll have your defense, you know, stop it. I mean, look at the – With 13 seconds left, just like – Right. Come on. I mean, and I, as much as the, the Giants sucked this year, they were actually, in the games that they won, were able to stop a lot of things on defense. You know, you look at the game against the Saints in overtime, we we won because our defense was stopping people. So I get that argument for sure. But in a game that was offense, it was an offensive game. There was no defense in that game whatsoever. Like, you just... You just wanted to see Josh Allen step on the field that one more time. But, you know, and then the argument, too, with that, if it was college rules, the someone joked, like, the end score would have been, like, 125 to, like, 100. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so I, I get it. I, I get all sides of it. Um, I just think, like, with games that competitive, you you still want to see the other team attempt to do something. So yeah, well, um, I think if any game was ever going to convince the NFL to it was that look one. a little bit further into it and decide whether or not they want to keep that rule, it was this game. So yeah. if it doesn't change in the near future just from this game alone, then it, it might never change. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And honestly, too, like I look at um, speaking of rules, I mean, like it's not you guys obviously I saw on our social channels. I love to make memes for us. And I made the funny meme of Tyree kill, like throwing up the peace sign, like when he literally just marched into the end zone, like the taunting rule, like you either need to go all in on it or you need to get rid of it because there have been some insane calls for taunting this year where someone like literally just goes like, yes, and gets a fucking taunting call. And then you have literally um, Tyree kill, like pulling basically like an Usain bolt, like literally just staring yeah. at the camera and like, throwing up the like to me like and I'm not saying like he didn't deserve that touchdown like he clearly did he's a maniac he's an I've never seen a freak like that before like he's crazy good but like another rule scenario like if you're gonna pull that shit out of your ass NFL like you need to go all in on it because that was 100% taunting in my opinion so um you just can't and that could have made the game like that could have the bills could have won the game based on that so and I I would and I wouldn't like that so if we're we are like going one way or the other on it, I say leave it alone. Then just well, that's the thing. Just stop. Like just take I, the like, I was okay with him giving given the peace sign because if they were to flag him on that and that affected the game and Buffalo won because of that, like that would suck. A hundred percent. But and like I I didn't mind it either. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But like, and we got a good meme out of it. But like I just like <laughs> If you, it's just, again, like you, if you're going to make a rule, like you got to stick to it and you got to go all in on it. Because if we looked at every, I know it's something I actually want to do. If you look at every taunting call this past season, like some of them are just insane. Um, So, but that's just my, we're talking about rules here. So I figured I'd go on a a mini rant there, but. Um, But amazing weekend. Holy shit. Amazing weekend. 
I, I hope the games are good this weekend. I think we're going to keep our expectations. We only get two. That we may never see what we saw I last know. weekend ever again. Um, but hoping for good good games this weekend. And speaking of, it's that time of the night. It is that time. And it's uh, it's an interesting time because for me, well, I think for you too, I think you, you, I think you picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl, right? So I picked the Bills. So no, I'm, no, I, I think I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but I think pick them to win. I believe I picked the Chiefs. Okay, so you're still in it. So that was one of the heartbreaking things for me about this past weekend too. As soon as the Bills yeah. lost, I was like, ah, shit. Um, you know, I do. I love my bold prediction of them back in August, though, going to the Super Bowl because clearly we saw that they could 100% have gone to this weekend, gone to the Super Bowl. So as much as it sucks, they're not there. And ironically enough, I am wearing my, I love this shirt. My aunt gave it to me. It's my Giants Bills Super Bowl t-shirt from 1991. Why? So right. the, the Giants won. It was Super Bowl 25, I believe. So the Giants did beat the Bills in that. And I think this shirt and this year, I think it confirms that I am in fact a Super Bowl baby. So I'm just going off of that or just a good Giants season baby because, yeah, so I did the math. But the Giants were good that year. So clearly my parents were happy. Um, so, But let's go ahead and get into our conference champions uh, championship picks. Again, I cannot believe that we are here at this time. So... We've got two matchups, Katie. Um, I'm going to, it's yeah, so weird. I don't like, think you and I are going to agree on these. I don't know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm a little got, I think, I think we're going to be a little controversial. I don't know. I'm going to say that we fourth again. I'm going to say we agree on one. I told you uh, before the show that there was one I was pretty set on. There was one I was kind of going back and forth on. The one I feel good about. As much as I really, really have enjoyed Joe Burrow's season and the Cincinnati Bengals season, I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do believe they were my pick before the season started to win the Super Bowl. I felt like when Mahomes got that um, long, like huge, massive long-term contract, I felt as though he was going to win three, at least, uh, not at least, because I don't think he'll necessarily win more than this, but I thought he would win three Super Bowls with Kansas City during right. this time. And so I think, you know, this could easily be number two. Um, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. And I went back and forth. And I would have never in a million years before the season thought that we would see this team in the Super Bowl. But I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Oh, my God. We are completely different. I knew it. I knew, it. I knew we were going to be different. I told you. Oh my God! So, I told oh. you. I told you. I'm actually <laughs> shocked though that neither one of us went Kansas City and the Rams because that's like the easy pick. It is. It is. But you know but what? We, it, we, uh, we got weird with it. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. So, uh, I, Katie and I were talking before the show, and I just I could have never told you these four teams um, going into this weekend. Um, I wouldn't have predicted it back in August. I couldn't have predicted this to you halfway through the season. So, but that makes me excited. I'm so excited going into this weekend with these four teams. Um, I, again, I would have, I would wish the bills rather than Kansas city, that would have made it even better in my opinion, but I love this group of teams. I've loved what we've seen so far. Like, look at the Niners, like, look how far they've come. Like, I love, I love to see I can't that believe there. This is coming out of my mouth and that like, we're even, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
So officially, my picks for this weekend are the Cincinnati Bengals over the Kansas City Chiefs, and I am going with the Los Angeles Rams over the San Francisco 49ers. I so. can't wait to break this down later in our game and like yeah. the reasoning and the <laughs> scores and oh my god, it's uh, I like that we went different. And I, I do too. You. I was like, she loves Cincinnati. She I do. Over. Like she's going that route, and I knew that my Niners pick was like it's uh. It's not the it's not the favorite pick there, so I it's have not. To but I be different. Yeah, and I think there's like a handful of things that they definitely need, and we'll get into it. Like definitely need yeah, to do. Yeah. But um, out of the four teams, there's there's so many. There's obviously different scenarios. I think any of them can happen. Um, and that's again yeah. also why I'm so excited for this weekend because again I couldn't sit. That's who I think is going to the Super Bowl. Like I can't sit down and tell you who I think is actually really going. So and that makes me. Again, like very, very excited, like just as a football fan, like going into this weekend and going to the Super Bowl. So definitely. All right. All right. Before we break down the games, um, we are going to get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. So we have some casting rumors um, in the world of Roni and also in the world of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which obviously season two is still airing on TV right now. It's been a really good um, season. A lot of crazy drama. A lot of shit. Um, but let's talk about Roni first. So recent reports from inside sources have hinted um, about the casting for season 14 of Roni, which we all keep telling you and, and know that it's not going to happen for a while. But um, the rumor is from a source that Bravo has asked three cast members to return and also their thoughts on returning and that one has pretty much signed on another has been desperate to return for years and it's looking like this could be her year um That's true. second source that yeah, desperate second source back <laughs> up the claims and confirm that three housewives are coming back and that two will be returning uh fresh off their peacock show and there will be two to three newbies. So uh, season two of the Real uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is set to air this spring on Peacock. And it is going to feature Jill Zarin and Dorinda Medley. It's so definitely two of them, yeah. believe if this source is correct, that it would be the two of the them. The two of them. Obviously, we'd be really happy. Um, I'd be really happy to see Dorinda back. We already Absolutely. spoke that we're not huge fans of of having Jill back. Uh, but yeah, like we said, we need, we need some familiar faces. I would love for Tinsley to come back too, but I, also I think she's probably the third one now. I also don't want to see the Tinsley Dorinda drama again, because it was completely unnecessary. And it turned my favorite housewife Dorinda and it made her like look really ugly and like, yeah, like, like how she was in that relationship. So I think I it'll know. be different. It has to be like Dorinda right. took her time off, like get Zen. She was very angry. You know, she, she was, she needed like that Teresa when Teresa went to jail and then she got into <laughs> yoga and she was all like namaste. All for, like, Zen. For, like one season. And then right. she, and now she's a, now she's back. Now crazy she's back. B again. Um, so as for the future of Salt Lake city, this is, this is really interesting because, a lot of shit. um, we're only two seasons into this franchise and Caitlin and I, like I said, we, we really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of difficult to see that a brand new franchise that is succeeding that we like, which is really hard to do 
uh, is looking like it could just go to shit. It's like crumbling. Too. Yeah. Just what's happening with these women heading into season three. So you have Mary who already quit, which we're, we're fine with. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but Meredith is hinting on social media that she should quit. Somebody mm -hmm. asked her like, why don't you quit if you're like, whatever. And she was like, you know what? I should, good question. I should quit since the women lie about me and my family. So that was right. her response it wouldn't necessarily seem, it wouldn't surprise me to see Meredith leave. Mm -hmm. I think they are filming right now. I know that. Uh, and what I read was that all the people are back and they're filming, but I can't see her doing it long-term because I mean, no. we're seeing it right now. Mary's like the only person she's friends with. Mary's not going to be there. No. It's like, you're supposed to hang around these women that you don't, don't like. With. It's yeah. just not going to work. Um, so that's, Mary's gone. Meredith is on the fence. Jenny, this past week, unless you're living under uh, the housewives mm -hmm. rock, you did see that Jenny was fired yesterday after anti-Black Lives Matter uh, posts were found on her Facebook page, which I, I don't understand how they were only found now and not before they put her on the show. It's a, a bigger issue, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once those posts were found, like, later on last week, Andy commented on it. All the women commented. They were very upset. Uh, Jen Shaw called her out directly on social media. Yep. And then Jen hinted that she was fired after calling out Jenny directly, which Andy confirmed, no, she was not fired. Um, but take that aside, Jen yeah. is also potentially going to prison. Going to be gone. Yeah. And by the way, I also saw today on social media that because they are filming right now, Jen's court date is supposed to be in March. So we are going to, to have that. that film. Yeah. We are going to get that all go that all go down. Um, so she'll be there for season three. She might not be there for season four, depending on how that trial goes. Right. But you're going to potentially you're down Mary. You could be down Meredith. Um, you're Jenny's gone, and the future Jen. of Shaw's. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, so to see this franchise like. Like he's so amazing, which is really hard to do. Like a brand new franchise come right in and everybody like really enjoy it and like it is hard to do. And the fact that it might fizzle out just based on these scenarios mm -hmm. is a shame. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on right now, obviously. And again, like everything with like Jenny, I mean, listen, um, the stuff that she posted is, is not okay in any way, shape or form, like at all. Um, and I, I think where my head is at is that, you know, these it's, it's not even two years ago. Um, you know, Bravo needs to do just like right. a better job, like going and finding people. We didn't like, ask not for my space from, you know, no, no. Or, and how, so how did a, um, what are these, what are those people called? They're like, inner. they're called like internet, like sleuths, I think, or something like that. How did someone behind a laptop just find these things on her Facebook and you as a corporation, Bravo, Andy Cohen is your leader, could not find this on her. So, and listen, like, and I, there is, you know, in my opinion, everyone, everyone makes mistakes and everyone, you know, there's probably something you said a thousand years ago that you're like, oh God, like I'm embarrassed, but like, this is from 2020. So like right. 
there's no excuse on her end for anything that she posted in regards to this. Like, it was just not okay. So I, I don't understand how Bravo couldn't find this or understand this. And then, but then you have people that are still present in Housewives that are not okay either. And they've said things live on camera that are not okay. Like Mary Crosby is one of them and she got yeah. out by quitting. She literally quit. Right, right. So it's like, I think like we always like talk about like <laughs> comparing football to Housewives wise it never happens let's compare it to the new york giants dave gettleman was able to retire and go off and walk into the sunset joe judge was fired in front of everyone it was a scapegoat like you're getting all the blame like yeah. it's like it's and i'm not comparing like the two women because right. it's clearly different but like if you're gonna do one thing to one person like you gotta go after all the bad seeds because it's yeah. just and there's other people out there too and bravo and it's not just housewives it's other you know they've canceled like other people like we've seen below deck people have been eliminated mm -hmm. from you gotta look at everyone like holistically on this so i don't i need i need like bravo needs to like understand that like you can find these better, things yeah do it much you better. just have to do a better job because we don't I, no one wants to see that. And it's not. Yeah. And I think something too, and clearly I'm pretty passionate about this. I'm kind of sick and tired of the like, let me post to Instagram this little note of how upset I yeah. am. As much as we don't like Jen Shaw, I actually appreciated her calling Jenny out directly in her post. Everyone else kind of was like my co-star. Like, what I want to see from people is your raw emotion. If you're pissed about something, and this is a situation that if my friend did something like this, I would be royally mad. Like, I want to see, yeah. like, videos of people, like, coming out and being like, this is not okay. Because, like, a screenshot of, like, your notes app or, like, ooh, I made this look fancy in my create mode on Instagram. Like, that's just complete bullshit, in my opinion. And if you're Jenny and you're truly sorry for everything that you've done, like, sit down and, like, address the world via video and like actually show your true emotions of how yeah. she put up a post. I don't like it. And I, it seemed so half-assed and so like BS. And I, yeah. and yet, you know what the thing is like, it is a really recent thing. It is recent posts. They're not that long ago. So no. that's another reason why I think her apology is like, I kind of feel like, no, that's how you feel. It's not like you said that when you were young and dumb or you said right. it 10 years ago. It's pretty recent. And that's a pretty recent hot topic. And you clearly felt a very strong way about it, that you had several posts about it. So clearly your apology really doesn't mean shit to me. And in all honesty, as wrong as everything was, if you truly feel that way, then like you're own right. The, just own, own it. it. It's messed up. But own it. That's like, who you are. Like own who just, you are. Yeah. Like it just don't say sorry just because Bravo fired you. Right. And if you truly are sorry, and like maybe you want to make it better or you want to try better or whatever it was she said in her apology, like, okay, so like we actually have to see you have a platform now because you were on Housewives. Like, let's actually see you try to be better in and and again like so it's it's not even just the apologies it's the people coming out and saying this is wrong like i'm kind of sick and tired of these like blanket instagram posts like i want to see like true emotion yeah. from people so that's just yeah. again it, it's this isn't the get it off my chest section but it's kind of <laughs> it is it's been happening a lot recently so it's definitely something that you know just needs to be addressed yeah
but a lot of shape, a lot of shakeups and fun. I know, right? Like, come on, let's get. We just need to give us, give us your best. Um, it's time for your best diva impersonations. Oh well, we've got some diva. <laughs> we've got some divas for sure. So, listen, the Real Houses of New Jersey starts next week. Holy moly! I'm so excited. Oh, and there's the season twelve taglines have been revealed. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let you know all of them. Um, so we have six of them from all six returning ladies. So let's make that a point there. All ladies are coming Great. back. When we have a solid cast in place for a it. couple seasons now. I love it. Um, so in here, so we're going to go through all of them and then we're going to give you our, uh, our favorites, our least favorite, everything like that. Yeah. So, all right. So let's start with Melissa. Some people are great and some people are born Jersey. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Dolores, I don't start the drama, but I will stop the show. Margaret, I say when you have nothing to hide, there's nothing to lose. Jackie, you don't have to pay me a compliment, but you do have to pay me respect. Jennifer, <laughs> I like this one. Um, my nose, babe, excuse me, my nose may be new, but I can still smell a rat. And then Teresa, I have a new king, but I'm still the queen of New Jersey. I gotta say, so here's the thing with all of these. So I actually do, I, I like that Melissa and Teresa both have plays to New Jersey in it. Like, I do like that. Like, while they're not the, um, and I got to tell you guys, like, I actually don't do this very justice. Um, the women actually do it pretty, like, actually, I always think that their delivery sucks. Their delivery on these are actually pretty good. So I would say, like, for the first time in a while, I'm actually uh, pretty, like, pleased with these taglines. Well, I got to tell you that my my favorite one is the one that made me audibly laugh when I read it and heard it for the first time. The nose one. Jennifer's is it's so, so funny. absurd and so funny. It's so that funny. I just I, I'm I'm here for it. Like it it made I love me it. laugh. Um, it's a play on New Jersey too. Being a rat—that's something in relation mm -hmm. to the mafia. When you are a rat, that's when you're—you yeah. know. It's just whether it made sense or not, I just thought it was. <laughs> um, and I would say that my least favorite is probably Jackie's because I just feel like it's hers super, are not good. It, it's just super duper generic. Like right. I think it could go whenever there's a tagline. Basically, my least favorite taglines across all franchises is. I will dislike it if it's so general that it could be for be like anyone that could yeah for anyone. Um, and Jackie's is super general. So Jennifer's is not very general. Like you got a new nose, like, right. Okay. Um, and Teresa's, I, I like Teresa's as well, because obviously we know that her relationship with Louie is going to be like the big thing on this season. So, yeah, I mean, again, like, but, excuse me, like what you had just said, like the, anyone can have one. Like, that's yeah. why I do like the points to New Jersey. Like, I think they're good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I do think the nose one is hilarious. Um, I did see so though, um, Melissa came out and said that she doesn't like her tagline and she had, I know we kind of like, you know, went behind the scenes, the one episode and like said how these were actually done. So mm -hmm. they actually do get chosen for them. So she said that she like came out already and she was like, mine sucks. And she was like, I didn't choose it. So, hmm. but okay. 
All right. Well, that's a, I didn't think they had like, bad. yeah, like I know they had people come up with them, obviously, but it's yeah. not, I didn't know it was like, oh, Melissa, like here's, you can't, you know, change your mom. Like, that's like so stupid. I they, like, I thought they were able to give their opinions, but. Yeah. So that's a, so yeah, she came out and she like bitched about it very much. So, so I don't know, but I, I like it. Some people yeah. are born great. Yeah. Some are born Jersey. So mm-hmm. I like that one. I think they're good. I honestly truly think they're good. And like seen, I said, definitely seen worse. I still seen a always lot. think that you and I can do better. Oh, a hundred percent. But we have seen worse. They're not too, too bad. A hundred percent. But I just, yeah, we'll see. But I yeah. also, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just, I'm, I'm just looking at it again. I just, you could, I feel like you could like dis, like dissect these like for the rest of your life, but. <laughs> well, let's not do that. Let's play this <laughs> because I am very excited to play it. I've been loving this during the postseason of the NFL because I like to hear how you look at the games and how you break them down. And obviously, you know, when we give score predictions, we only do that for the postseason. So that makes things exciting but tonight's game is what will be in the AFC and NFC so like last week we're going to take a look at the AFC and NFC championship game uh, games for this weekend and we're going to fill in some blanks for some of the game predictions so both games are going to be on Sunday let's kick it off with um, the earlier game first we have the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs versus the number four seed Cincinnati Bengals Caitlin, tell the people what your opinion is. The Chiefs will win if blank. So we really got to keep up that offensive momentum that they did last weekend. But what was most impressive was how they were able to convert on first downs with their passing plays. So Patrick was, they, they were just, it was first down after first down. They were, I think they're, it was like their third and their fourth down conversions were so low because they were never in that territory they were always just getting first so they had 19 passing first downs so they were just again even in the last 13 seconds they went up and down the field like right away so I think for them they have to be able to do that again and I don't I actually don't want to see them go to third and fourth down because I think that's where they might get caught um and if they do it too much um it's 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 going to be harder for them to actually push back forward to get those, uh, you know, those first downs like they need. So they have to convert right away with those first downs uh, with the passing game. So how's that going for them? All right. So I'm going to say that the chiefs will win. If uh, I'm not so concerned about their offense, I know that they'll put up points. I think I, I averaged it out. Uh, today that their last six games they're ad- averaging like 35 points a game which is just absurd is, yeah i'm not concerned about the offense so what is going to help them and, and and you're going against another really good offense in the cincinnati bengals so the chiefs are going to win if their defense could keep cincinnati in check by containing jamar chase and the passing yeah. game and also getting after joe burrow so joe burrow has been sacked 11 times in his two playoff games uh so far and chase was the biggest factor uh, when these two teams met in week 17 and Cincinnati upset Mm -hmm. um, Kansas City 34 to 31. That was the game where Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards. I'm not saying Jamar Chase isn't going to have 100 plus yards. You can't let him have anywhere close to 266. So you have to keep him in check. Right. And you have to get after Joe Burrow and pressure him, which teams have been successful in doing so. Absolutely. 
All right, the Bengals will win if blank. Um, so they got to force turnover, uh, excuse me, force the turnovers uh, for um, uh, Kansas City, whether, you know, as we saw last week, it could potentially, well, with the Bengals, we saw some, you know, um, special teams work, um, you know, any any type of turnover there. Um, and then also, too, like I'd said with the Chiefs, like getting it on, get the first downs, if the Bengals can force that third and fourth down for them, um, it'll really, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at their defense, and I'm looking at their special teams here. Yeah, so just like the Bengals uh, or just like the Chiefs, I'm not concerned with the Bengals' offense. So the Bengals will win right. if their defense keeps Kansas City's passing game in check. Um, another huge factor to their week, besides Jamar Chase having the game of his life, um, another huge factor in their Week 17 win over Kansas City is the fact that they held Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to just 11 catches and 64 yards together. Yep. So if you can do that again, that to me is like, I, that helped you the first time. This if That's the key to the game in this one as well. Yeah. All right. The quarterback with the most passing yards will be blank. You know, if the, like I said, if the chiefs do what they need to do to win with <laughs> Patrick Mahomes launching it down the field, uh, I do think it will be Patrick Mahomes in this game. So uh, I am taking the Chiefs to win, and I think that, you know, if Cincinnati's going to be down, it's going to force Joe Burrow to, like, really, I'm not going to say abandon the run game, but he's mm -hmm. definitely going to have to air it out and try to match Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I'm going to go Joe, Joe Burrow on this one. All right. The running back with the most rushing yards will be blank. So I actually don't think they're going to abandon the run game. I think they're going to have to advance on it a little bit more than they did last week. Um, I think a lot of teams will need to, we're going to need to see some more running from a lot of people this weekend. Um, so I'm going to go with Joe Mixon on this one. All right. I'm going to go with not a running back. I've been doing this a lot in the yeah. postseason, and honestly, it's proven to well, be. Well, we've been seeing a lot of things. So Yeah, so I'm actually going to go Patrick Mahomes on this one. It's a good one. Yeah. He, him and like you said before, like it was him and Josh Allen's show last weekend, right. both of them taking matters into their own hands. Both of them um, were the leading rushers yep. for their uh, respective teams. Yep. So, you know, you see that final score and you think, well, they just, they threw it and they threw it and they threw it, but a lot of running too. They were both yeah. running for their running. For I their like, as well. yeah. Um, the wide receiver with the most receiving yards will be blank. Well, they held him back this last weekend. Uh, he might break out a little bit more. So I am going to go with uh, Tyreek Hill on this one. Okay. Um, I mean, again, like I am picking Kansas City to win, but Jamar Chase, man, he's having a hell yeah. of a postseason. It just feels like the safe pick. Uh, I can see him, like I said, not 266, but I can definitely right. see him breaking 100. So I'm going to go with him. And then the MVP of the game will be blank. So I am picking the Bengals to win, as we discussed before. So if they do win, uh, I think it will be easily handed over to Joe Burrow. Joey B. Joey B. The of the game for me, it goes hand in hand with yours. Uh, I will be going with Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. And then the final score of the game will be blank. Given the average that you had said before, like with the Chiefs, you know, I'm it's, it's a little lower actually, but I think it, it will definitely be a competitive game. Um, it's going to come down to lower if can't, if if Cincinnati's going to win. I know, I know, um, but it's it's still a close game in my opinion. So I'm going to go 27-24 Bengals. Okay, I'm going to go with 
34-27 Kansas mm -hmm. City. All right. All right, let's break down this divisional rival NFC championship game between the number four seed Los Angeles Rams and the six seed San Francisco 49ers. The Rams will win if blank. No turnovers. We saw with the Niners what they were able to do yeah. last week. And they were, again, like they were only down 7 nothing at half, but it seemed like an insanity of insane amount that they were down by the Green Bay Packers. But they were able to cause these huge kind of game-breaking, you know, things like with turnovers with special teams. Their defense is doing a phenomenal job. So the Rams really cannot. I think they had a wild amount. I know that obviously they won and they were up by a lot. I think they had like three turnovers last week. So you can't do that against a Niners team that is coming on hot on advancing on these types of plays. So no turnovers for the Rams. None. Zero. Zilch. Yeah. I'm going to say that the Rams will win if they build a lead early, including a lead at halftime. I, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I know Sean McVay has like an absurd record of like when he's, when the team is leading at halftime, but They've played San Francisco in nine quarters this mm -hmm. season. Obviously, they play in the same division. So they've played each other twice before, eight regulation quarters and one overtime. And the Rams have only outscored the Niners in two out of nine. So, you yeah. know, that's that's not great. So get a lead early, lead at halftime, and I like your chances a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The 49ers will win if blank. All right. So they just need, honestly, consistency on both sides of the ball. So again, bringing up what I just did, special teams and defense was huge uh, yeah. for them last week. But what you and I were texting with each other was we our keys to the game last week was to run the ball and to not make Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo force the pass and everything like that. That's all we really saw in the first half. Uh, listen, Niners, maybe you should listen to the podcast. Run the ball. Use the running game I early. Agree. They didn't run it enough against they Green did not. And you got two guys, you know, you got Mitchell, you got Samuel, and, and you know, Debo's a, a dual threat for you. Like, yeah. use him in any way you can. And I think they could have used him more in the run yeah. game, used him this weekend in the run game. They just have to be consistent on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to say the 49ers will win if defense, 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 defense. plus turnover free game from Jimmy. Yeah. Um, San Fran won both meetings this season. And in those two games, the defense had seven sacks and 21 pressures. Plus they got two interceptions uh, both times in both games, mm -hmm. two in each game off of Matthew Stafford. So they have an incredible defense. And yes, I totally agree with your answer as well, though. I did feel like they didn't run in enough last week. That's going to be a huge uh, key to the game as well. But I mean, we saw it against Green Bay. Their defense can win them a football game. So. Yeah. All right. The quarterback with the most passing yards will be blank. Given that I think the Niners should run it, and I'm sure they've been watching many a tape this past week, and I think they'll yeah. all collectively decide that as well, I am going to go with uh, Matthew Stafford on this one. I went with Matthew Stafford as well. Um, the running back with the most rushing yards will be blank. Loved what I saw last week. Um, and I think, again, you know, I think just the Rams offense is going to do a little bit better. So I want to go with Cam Akers on this one. Okay. I've been picking this kid in every game he's played in this postseason. I, I love the I way know. he plays the ball. I'm going with Elijah Mitchell. 
I do love what I see from him as well. Yeah. Um, Give him the, the ball, though. Let's do it. Yes, yes. Uh, the wide receiver with the most receiving yards will be blank. <sighs> Cooper Cup, people. It's just, we've it's seen hard, it. It's hard to pick against that. It yeah. really is. I went with Cooper Cup as well. It almost like seems like bad juju to pick against him. <laughs> like, like, at this point, it's like Jamar Chase and him are both doing it week after week right. in their games. They're the leading receivers. It's just kind of... It is what it is. It's not like the sexy, like, ooh, I'm going to get weird with it. Right. Pick. It's it's the safe pick. It's the, um, the MVP of the game will be blank. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup on this one. If the Rams do win it and he does excel like he has been, uh, there's people already talking about they want him to win MVP for the entire uh, NFL season. So I just, I mean, that's a little aggressive in my opinion. But um, it just, I mean, he has done wonders. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Cooper Cup here. So I am going to go, even though I went with Cooper Cup as most receiving yards, I did not mention this guy, but I don't know if he's going to have like this gaudy statistical game. I could just see him making one or two big game changing plays for the 49ers mm -hmm. that just help them get the win. And I'm going to go with George Kittle. Okay. I like that pick. Um, and the final score of the game will be blank. So this is a little bit um, more of a diff, uh, more of a differentiator uh, or different uh, uh, range here, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, 30, 21 Rams. Okay. I went lower. Um, I am going to go 24, 20 Sam Fram. Okay. I love that we went opposite. It makes it fun. It makes it I exciting. Do. So hopefully we get two good games. Yeah. Um we got, we got spoiled this past weekend, but hoping for two really good close games. Yeah. Listen, we just, and it's, it's only on Sunday, so we're not, you know, we got very spoiled with like a whole weekend. So we do have to wait until Sunday and I'm hoping that they're good because obviously next weekend we have off. So, um, until the Super Bowl. So I yeah. want a good, good weekend to get us through, you know, a week off from football. You know, we haven't had a week off from football since August, so it's going to be a little weird. Um, uh, so yes, I really, I, I'm hoping for, uh, but it was good. I mean, I think just us walking through the games right there, it, it definitely heightened the excitement for the weekend. And like I said, you know, these, you know, every scenario, it can go either way. So we, who knows who we're going to see, um, in the Super Bowl in two weeks, but definitely excited about it. Find out. I know. All righty. So it is that time of the episode where we get it off our chest, positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life. Anything you got. Mine is super short. Um, I actually didn't know what I, like before the show, I didn't know what I was going to do. And then usually we just talk about something during the show and it like hits me. And we were talking about Jersey before and we were talking about how you, you mentioned Melissa not liking her tagline and complaining about her tagline. Uh, I was laughing yesterday. I sent Caitlin the post of it. Her and Joe recently posted on Instagram the... <laughs> house that they bought yeah that they're redoing which i i remember seeing what the house looked like when they got it and it was like a smaller ranch um and i remember when they bought it and i went back to fact check this yesterday when they bought it melissa was just like we want something smaller i'm so over these like huge mcmansions so, and then sorry melissa <laughs> post like they basically got rid of the footprint of the house that they bought i don't know if they knocked it down completely or just built up caitlin put it perfectly when i sent her the video she was like it looks like it's just like 
five houses. Literally, like, like the length, lengthwise, it looks together. like house connected to house connected, yeah. to connected to house. So for her to like come out and say like, I'm so over these McMansions and like act as if she downsized right. makes it seem really obnoxious on her end, actually. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Like, oh, you downsize? Like, this is still the biggest, like, <laughs> you can fit like 20 families in this house. I and know. so it kind of comes off like a little spoiled and conceited. And, and I just, it left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth when I saw it yesterday. I'm also just like convinced that it's like, cause it looks like house on house on house. Like I, I'm convinced it's going to like be really ugly. Like, so I just don't I know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I must say, like the the move I think in New Jersey right now is like, cause it's a, it's, it's, you know, cause you you do real estate, like it's a tough it's a tough world out there for yeah. buying a house. I think the the way to go is to buy land and to build. But if you're yes, gonna build, like you have the money for it. But, yeah, um, but you know what, when you see, you know when you see a house and you can tell, you can easily tell that somebody did it in in it an extension to their house and right. add on because right. it kind of looks awkward from the front. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that wasn't originally there. And it kind of doesn't look that great. That's what this house looks like. Yeah. It looks like because of how long it is. That's I'm weird. like, Oh, it looks awkward. It's yeah. one thing if you go up and it's big and whatever, but like the it's fact like that you went lengthwise, right. it just, it does look awkward. So it's a little awkward. Know. No, I get that for sure. Either way, if she thinks this isn't a big mansion, then like, use my language, F her. Yeah, like come come live in my one bedroom condo, Melissa. <laughs> like I'll I'll show you what it's like. To... It came off like really snobby. So yeah, I agree. I agree. But we'll see. I mean, listen, it's around, so we can definitely we could see it in person if we want to. Yeah, but we should do a drive by. Oh, we totally should. Um, so yeah, so um obviously, you know, on Friday, uh the Giants made their decision on GM, uh Joe uh Shane. So very, yeah. very excited. Uh, I'm definitely I think that I'm just to how things have gone over the past couple of years, I'm not ready to jump. I mean, I did. I was very excited on Twitter. People mm -hmm. obviously saw, but I think where my excitement comes from is that we're we're doing the the GM and the head coach at the same time, and we're getting yeah. you know two new people. I like that <clears throat> the Mara family and the Tish family are finally kind of like letting loose on the reins a little bit. Um, they're not hiring mm -hmm. within the organization. They're not hiring with like connections that they know. And uh, Joe Shane has connections to Bill Parcells from uh, the Dolphins, but it's not like a, you know, Mara connect. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And like, that makes me pretty excited. So um, it's funny enough. I know you spoke about my shirt earlier, but obviously Joe Shane comes from the Bills. Um, so that's an interesting giant. I got the Giants Bills shirt going on. This was not intentional. I just wanted to wear their shirt today. Um, so like, but that's pretty ironic. So obviously though, you see what the bills have been able to do over the past couple of years, you know, that the talent that they've brought in. So that definitely excites me. Um, he had his first, you know, inner or his first press, I guess, day with the giants today. So he spoke to the organization, guys like Daniel Jones, Blake Martinez were there in person, you know, greeting him, watching, listening to him talk. Um, you know, I thought he spoke really well. I think we've been kind of, um, over the past couple of years with guys, whether it was Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, kind of these like flashy in a way where it's like, we're going 
gonna go get them or we're gonna fight or we're gonna do all of this stuff and like yeah like in the beginning that kind of pumps you up but then it's kind of nothing really happens so you kind of get like defeated by it like joe shane today was very straightforward with like you know it's it's exciting to be with this franchise and i love when people call us a historic franchise because we are because we got to get back to that but he was very open and honest with like there's things we need to fix it. Like, and that's, and I like that, you know, it's, it's open and honest, you know, he addressed the salary cap right away because it's a big issue. The giants have the yeah. lowest salary cap. Um, it's like $13,000. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like really Rams monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. So like for him to address that right off the bat and just say, saying, saying like him and Kevin Abrams, like have to sit down and like do it right away. Like that's good. Like I need to understand that. And he, he admitted that there's going to be some tough cuts and, yeah, and there has to be like, and it's it's gonna suck, but we have to make moves. Um, so I, I just I liked his demeanor. I really liked you know what he delivered. Um, I think I love the Giants' decision to get the GM in. Now it's time for head coach. Let's see. Um, there's obviously a lot of front runners runners in the head coach department, so we'll we'll see what goes on there. Um, I also liked too with kind of goes with what I said with like the Mars and the Tishes, like maybe kind of like letting loose a little bit. Um, you know, John Mara like openly admitted to us like screwing Daniel Jones over basically the past. I know. didn't expect them to like say that. And I think that it's just proving that we're now taking a step in the right direction. It's that ownership. It's taking ownership. Um, and we've been bad and we have not put any type of protection around Daniel Jones and we didn't put it around Eli Manning as well in his final seasons. And it's very apparent and you can go out and you could be Dave Gettleman. You can talk about hog mollies all you want, but when your quarterback is getting sacked left and right and he's making horrible decisions and your running back Saquon Barkley can't even move, there's problems. So I, I, I did like that, and I agree with John Mara. We have put him in a horrible situation, but I think that comment, that open comment to the public, is them, again, loosening the reins, taking ownership, and pushing us in the direction we need to go to. So, and again... Open and honest and not just feeding us BS. Yeah, and I think that's... We've been fed BS for a little while now, so I would just like someone to come in and do their job, if they suck at it, let's move forward. If they're good at it, let's go. We've been waiting for something like this. That was another comment, too, that Joe Shane said. Uh, you know, Giants fans have been waiting for a very long time for what their organization is. And we are a very, very historic franchise. We are a good franchise. And I want to go back to being happy. I do want to go back being – I am still proud. Of course, I'm proud every day to be a Giants fan. But, like, I just want to go back to, like, the the – purest of the pure um, and really being strong and powerful and going out and bragging about, you know, being, you know, this franchise. So I did like all that. I don't expect like a ton of wins next season. What I like, let's just step one for me is just get back to at least playing competitive football and not like getting shit stomped every week. Yeah. I'm not telling, I'm not saying I expect you to win, 
but be in the football yeah, game. Absolutely. And, you know, and he didn't have the blanket like statement, like, let's go win a Super Bowl. I hate when people say that. Like, come on, it's not realistic. <laughs> Like, give me like, give me a fucking break. Um, but like, so I, yeah, so I just, again, like very, I'm very optimistic. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the head coach hire. I predict that it will be late next week or, um, the week of the Super Bowl. Um, so definitely keep your eyes out, obviously watch our social pages and things like that. Um, and, you know, catch our reaction on the next episode or whenever, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, I just, it's just, it's good to, to, good to comment on it and good to kind of feel like positive right now. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, um, we will definitely, like you said, keep, uh, keep everybody posted on any, any hirings that we see. Uh, but in the meantime, things you don't want to miss over the next uh, week, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They are going to be on Sunday at 9 p.m. Like we said, this season has been really good. It's getting really juicy. And Real Housewives of New Jersey, season 12 premiere. We finally made it February 1st, Tuesday at 8 p.m. So excited to have the Jersey girls back. Uh, and then, of course, the conference championship games, like we said, they're both going to be on Sunday. Number two, Kansas City versus number four, Cincinnati at 3 p.m. And then number four, Rams versus number six, 49ers at 6.30. Caitlin, I know you I like love. I love it. Uh, and let's I hope for good football, a good start to the New Jersey season, and lots of stuff to look forward to. Good stuff coming up this weekend and next week. Yes. So thank you guys so much for joining us. The countdown to 200 starts now. We'll see you next week for episode 191. Woo woo. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. Bye. Good